Hello everyone, it is me, Anna. Welcome to the 12th episode of my podcast at your favorite young adult bookworm. In this week's episode, I'll be retelling A Court of Mist and Fury by Sarah J. Maas, the sequel of Akotar, so A Court of Thorns and Roses. I recommend you to go listen to my episode on Akotar before listening to this one so it makes sense. I must say before anything that this book is one of my favorite books so far, so get ready for me being a total simp the entire episode episode. Before starting, I can remind you to please rate, share, and subscribe to my podcast if you're enjoying it. I am also on Instagram if you're interested in following me there. For updates on my episodes, you can find me as uh, at your favorite young adult bookworm, just like the title of this show. Now, with no further ado, let's begin talking about the book. So it starts a few months after the ending of Akotar. Feyre is in the spring court. She's planning her wedding with Tamlin. She's also learning about the court life and stuff. She wants to believe she is happy, but she is not happy at all. She's so unhappy. Tamlin pretends to not notice all this because what a better way to cope with trauma than by ignoring it, right? <laughs> he does not even go help her or comfort her at night, but he does go sleep with her every night because he likes having sex with her. What a dreamy guy, isn't he? So yeah, Feyre is miserable but her tattoo kind of comforts her when she's suffering. So like the tattoo she got from the, her Bergen from uh, like the previous book with Reason. Uh, so the tattoo it kind of sends her like good vibes, you know? We also learn Reason has not come to claim the bargain of one week of the month spent at his court. So everyone is like, okay then, let's pretend it did not happen, lol. Also, apart from being a neglective boyfriend, Tamlin does not let her go out by herself. She's always guarded and she can barely come out of the house. He does not let her train her powers nor her body for combat. This is not helping her at all. She legit is getting more and more miserable by the minute she's there, but she tries not to see what a red flag this is. Lucian sees what a toll all this is having on her, but he doesn't do much either, so Feyre feels completely alone. She has also High Priestess Ianthe all the time with her, teaching her court stuff and planning the wedding. I need to mention Feyre is not thrilled by the wedding, so if that is not a red flag right there, I do not know what it is. And well, the day of the wedding arrives, Feyre puts on her dress that she hates. She's walking down the aisle, and as she's gonna arrive, to like the part where she meets Tamlin, she panics. She starts praying for someone to save her. She implores Lucian with her eyes. She just wants to get out of there. And then my man, the one and only reason arrives dramatically and tells them all he came to claim the bargain. He's taking her to the night court for the week, effective immediately. Fairy is like, wait, no, how dare you? Tamlin is crazy mad. And reason is like, I don't give a shit. Idealist a deal. Come, Feyre, darling. Besides, I save you all from the awkward situation. Bye, losers. In the night court, Feyre is like, how dare you? I hate you, blah, blah. And Reason is like, yeah, sure, love. You are welcome. You are gonna say no. Besides, you should be grateful. You were imploring for someone to save you, and I did so. But still, Feyre is whiny. And I was like, girl, what the fuck? He just saved you 
again. But well, she keeps lying to herself regarding reason and timeline. She even throws her shoe at him and he's like, what the fuck, rude? But well, your room is upstairs, go rest and I'll see you at breakfast, love. She thought he was gonna put her in a cell, but no, she's in a room prettier than the one she has in the spring court. Actually, everything here is prettier. She goes to sleep and she has a good night's rest for the first time in a while. The next morning, she has breakfast with Reason. He tells her he's gonna teach her how to read and write and how to make mental shields to protect herself. He also tells her that she should train her powers. He can help her. He tells her she has the powers of all the High Lords since they all resurrected her, so she's probably the most powerful High Fae. He also tells her she should be a High Lady, even though Tamlin told her it was impossible. But Tamlin, you know, he's a party pooper. He also asks her asks her to join him since war is coming against the king of Highburn, where Amarantha came from and Tamlin is clearly not doing anything and she might be the only one who can save them all but she's not sure since Tamlin says reason is the enemy she tells him she's gonna think about it but well he convinces her to teach her how to read and write and how to shield her mind at least he's also hilarious while teaching her he makes her write sentences like reason is the most handsome man I've ever seen he's the absolute best and I was like LL recent I like you I will have done the same I bet he's an Aquarius just like me and well this goes on for like three months she now knows how to read and write and she can make mental shields she asks Tamlin to please train her Lucian insists too but party pooper Tamlin goes like no it will give the wrong impression you are meant to stay home and be a good girl slash girlfriend Freya is getting more and more depressed she can't paint anymore she spends most of her time sleeping she can't get out of bed she barely eats um, Tamlin even stops going to sleep with her and I was so freaking angry because one I was like Feyre drop that motherfucker he is toxic as hell he's legit gaslighting you two what the fuck Tamlin you owe her everything treat her right three Feyre can you please just leave him and go to reason you are happier when you are with him but well, eventually, infuriating Tamlin loses his temper in a fight with her and he destroys the room and she would have gotten hurt if it was not for her powers who shielded her. And then he does what he should have not, if this was not enough. He's going in a patrol one day, she begs him to let her go with him, he says no and then he casts a spell so she can't leave the manor. But she has PTSD from her cell in Amarantha's lair, she can be in closed areas Knowing this, he still locked her up. She has a panic attack, obviously, but more. Reason's cousin comes to save her and takes her to the night court, as ordered by Reason, who sensed how bad she was through the tattoo slash connection. I swear, guys, I can't stand Tamlin. He's legit the worst character ever. Remember I used to hate Killen from the Red Queen series? Well, I love him compared to Tamlin. I don't hate him. I loathe him. How dares he? She went through hell to save him and he dares to treat her like that? He's an asshole and he's abusive. I can't stand him. And well, Feyre decides she's not gonna go back to Tamlin. Finally. 
Reason tells her she can stay with him all the time she wants and she can join his cause if she wants to, but if she does, there is no going back. After thinking about it, she's like, sure, let's save the world from the evil king of Highburn. He takes her to the secret city that Amarantha did not even know existed. It is called Velaris. It is part of his hidden court, the court of dreams. Everyone is happy there. They all like Reason and he loves them all. He treats his people with love and respect, unlike Tamlin. He takes her to his real house there. He takes her, uh, he gives her a room there in like his house in like the middle of the city he then takes her to meet his inner circle so she can decide by herself if she wants to join them she already knew more recent cousin they get along quite well it is her first female friend she also meets amaran the second in command she is not high faith she is an ancient creature from another world she's ruthless and stunning and like even if she's not high faith her body looks like high faith she also meets cassian and asriel i'm not sure of the pronunciation of the names guys so please bear with me i'm trying my best so the chief of the night court uh, army and the spy master the guys are all Illyrians, so they are a uh, fey warrior species they have bad wings and they have some stones in their gloves that concentrate their magic they are the best fighters in the world they are all close friends and treat each other with respect reason listens to all of them and doesn't just make them obey him like tamlin with lucian sincerely fair is realizing how toxic tamlin is she loves everyone in inner circle so she says she will join them. Cassian teaches her how to combat fight and Reason helps her training her magical powers. I am I won't go into detail of the many things that happen next. I am just going to make a short summary of the most important things that happen. Uh, but take into account that during all these adventures I am about to list, Reason and Feyre start to get closer and closer since he listens to her and tries to help her all the time. For instance, he goes hold her hair when she vomits all at night and makes her talk about her trauma since keeping it in is not healthy, unlike Tamlin who will ignore this. Feyre starts to get better and better thanks to Reason. He is the best! And well, they need to get the two parts of the magical book to nullify the cauldron that the king of Highburn has and wants to use to destroy the wall between mortal and fate to rule and exploit humans again. And the cauldron is like a magical cauldron that created this world. So like life came from this cauldron. It's like kind of God, but not really. But like it's really important, you know, and has all the magic in the world. And well. One half of the book is kept in the summer court and the other is kept by the mortal queens. They learn about the book and stuff from the bone carver. Feyre is all stressed about that visit since he is in prison, the bone carver, and she is traumatized and can't stand prisons, but Reason helps her getting through it because he is supportive and amazing. Later on, because Feyre has the powers of the Seven High Lords, Reason wants to know if she can track the magic of the of objects of those High Lords to see if she can get the half of the book hidden in the Summer Court. So he takes her to see the Weaver, a lady who is kind of super scary. He tells her there is something precious in his of his in her house, and if she can feel it and get it, she will be able to feel the book too. She enters. She tracks the object. It is a ring. The Weaver, however, sends her and attacks her, but the Feyre survives. She was super pissed at Reason for not helping her, but at the same time, it was good for her like, to like get over her blockages, so she's not that angry in the end. 
After this, they go visit the summer court. Feyre gets along with the new High Lord from there, Tarquin. She also masters her summer powers there, so water powers. She's kind of flirting with the dude, and Reason is kind of flirting with the cousin, and like um, Amran, who was also there, was also flirting with someone from there. I don't remember if it's the cousin too. Um, Varian. So yeah, to manipulate them and find where the book is. But they both, well, they both, and like Amran too, feel awful about it and they are super jealous too but they don't tell each other reason and Feria but it's obvious Feria can admit she's falling for reason since she just left Tamlin who she loved deeply so it's complicated and I swear guys this little burn romance oh my gosh I was legit dying all the time I was like please kiss already I can with all this flirting oh my gosh I am dying i think i have never spammed so much my friend catherine about a book i was sending her snaps all the time because i was suffering so much with this low burn romance but well feria senses uh, where the book is she break like they break in her and amran they steal it but the alarm goes off it is super messy and they barely survive and escape Then they meet with the human queens in Feyre's family estate on the human side of the wall. Nesta was not fond of this, but she agreed. Nesta's uh, Feyre's oldest sister. And, well, Nesta and Cassian get into each other's skin, by the way, but at the same time, he promises her that he will protect her and the middle sister, Elaine. And I was like, mm, suspicious, suspicious. Is this another hate-to-love trope here between Cassian and Nesta? Mm, interesting. More and Feyre also notice this, and they're like, mm, interesting and well the queens tell reason he needs to prove he's a good high fey lord for them to even consider giving him the other half of the book Our heroes return to Velaris. They steal from Moore's father the object that shows the truth so they can show the queen's Velaris. To distract Moore's dad, Feyre and Reason put on a show on the throne room. Feyre dresses like Reason used to dress her under the mountain at Amaranthus lair. Since she was playing the role of his warrior, well, they were quite touchy and everyone was like so disgusted and I was like, what the fuck am I reading? But well, this made things more interesting for sure. And so, like, she was sitting on his lap, and he was caressing her tights, and he goes a little bit too high, and things get awkward because it was quite humid down there, and he's like, don't worry, it is your body reacting, and she's like, oh my gosh, awkward, they tell each other all this through their minds, so, like, no one, li like, no one hears this, like, it's through their bond, and I was just, like, dying of secondhand embarrassment, I was like, what the fuck am I reading, <laughs> oh my gosh, Later on, they end up going to an Illyrian camp, the one recent Cassian and Azrael grew up in. They also give us part of their backstories, but I can go over them in this episode. If not, it's gonna be endless, but they were interesting. And well, in the camp, Reason helps Feyre practice her powers. And then one day, Lucian and two high fae from the spring court arrive. They want to take her back. Feyre is like, no, I sent Tamling a letter. I said I was not gonna come back, please. 
please leave. Besides, thanks for standing up for me back then, friend. And Lucian is like, you don't understand, but you need to come back, Fera. And Reason arrives and goes like, whoa, are those the manners in the fall court? Didn't they teach you that when a lady says no, it means no? And I was like, go Reason. And well, Fera is badass and doesn't need Reason to like defend her. And she summons her bad wings and tells Lucian to leave. And he does. Rightly so. And well, since they are far away from the camp, Reason and Fera stay in an inn. And well, the last room available happens to only have one bed and well they were sleeping next to each other but it was cold and then one thing led to another but they didn't do much since recent plans to do the whole thing in a more romantic setting but they do enough <laughs> the next morning recent was flying and carrying Feyre and as he was about to tell her something important they go ambushed by the evil king's soldiers They take Reason hostage, who took seven Ashwood arrows for Feyre. When she lands, she panics because she can sense her bond with Reason. So she takes all her years of hunting in the human world and her last months of training into action. She hunts down the Fae who captured Reason and she kills them all with her powers and liberates Reason. And I just want to say the whole scene was pretty cool. I was like, go Feyre, go queen, go slay, go get your man. You are my role model you are so badass like she was so badass i was like who are you who is this i love Feyre. but well she has risen but he's dying and she can carry him to the camp because she can't winnow yet so she needs to set a trap for the surreal and she does the fairy from book one that is supposed to answer your questions if you capture it and she does she captures it because she's super cool and the surreal tells her give your maid your blood to drink and these plants here and she's like cool cool, cool. thanks wait what mate and he goes like Oh, you didn't know? Yeah, he's your mate. And literally all her world comes crashing on her. But she puts that aside and goes to save Reason. Once he's better, they make it to the camp and she gets super angry. She goes like, when were you planning on telling me? We said no lies, not keeping stuff from each other. She doesn't give him time to explain himself. She just tells more to take her away. She needs time for herself. So more takes her to one of their cottages and she stays there for five days. And the thing is, she felt terrible for starting to fall for Reason when three months ago she was about to marry Tamlin. But she did not know Reason was her mate, so she could have avoided torturing herself about, about it if she only knew. But also, she understands why Reason did not tell her earlier. The five days uh, away really helped her sort out her feelings. Also, she starts painting again, so it's a win-win situation. And then the last day, Reason comes and she lets him in. It's not like it's his house, but like, whatever. She cooks for him and he's like, oh my gosh, really? You're cooking for me? Because apparently when the female maid cooks for the first time to the male maid, it means she accepts the mating bond. And I was like, what the fuck? But okay, sure. And she tells him to tell her everything. This was chapter 54. And I just want to tell you guys that Reason is the superior male lead. I wish I could go over what he said and read the entire chapter for you because it was 
was beautiful. How he fell in love with her, how he did everything he could to help her out and keep her safe when they were in Amaranth's lair, how he knew he had to make her hate him, how it destroyed him when he heard her neck cracking and when she's like when he saw her dying and how the dreams he used to have about her when she was still in the mortal room were the only thing that kept him going those 50 years under Amaranthas like terrible situation there and he cried and I was like oh my gosh my baby recent I love you so much he's officially one of my favorite fictional characters ever oh right in my feelings I can get over it and fair understands him now and loves him even more and well that takes us to chapter 55 and if you are not in book talk like in the so the book side of TikTok, I think you know what goes down in this chapter from beginning to end. I was like, oh my gosh, spicy, spicy. And I think what made this chapter even better was the slow burn romance from before. It is a well-deserved chapter 55. And well, if you were wondering, recent is better at exercising in the sheets compared to tumbling and in the shower and in the kitchen and everywhere. <laughs> oh, and fun fact, apparently when couples just accept their mating bond, the male mates get like super territorial with the female mates. So basically no one can look at like the female mate without like that, like the male mate going, Oonga Boonga, my female, do not touch. And I was like, oh my gosh, Sarah, stop it. First the female cooks for the male and now this, but well, let's continue. Now, I am going to talk um, about the next action scenes, but I'm going to go through them super quick. Sorry, but if not, this episode is going to be endless. There's so many things that go in this book. Um, so they meet with the human queens again. They show them Velaris. They still say no to the book, but one leaves them the book there. They return to Velaris and they get an ambush attack since the queens told Hybern about the secret city. Fairy and Cassian defend it. Fairy is the biggest bag as ever um, because she has the powers of the seven high lords she uses all her powers all at once and it was super cool I was like Farah you're amazing after that they prepare to go to the evil king's castle and deactivate the cauldron they infiltrate the castle, but it was a trap. They can't use their powers because the king put a spell on them. They are taken to his throne room, escorted by Jurian, the human Amarantha hated for killing her sister and whose ring was his eye, his living eye. The king resurrected him and used him to get the stupid human queens to help him. The king tells them he made a bargain with someone to get Feyre and kill the rest. And to this, Tamlane and Lucian come out, fucking Tamlin and he has the audacity to go like you are coming with me right now and Fair is like never I swear I had never been more p 
pissed. Freaking Tamlin, I hate him so much. Like, he's not stupid. He is beyond stupid. I can't. And Lucian is starting to realize how fucked up this is when Tamlin is like, yeah, you're coming home and we're getting married. He is crazy and not in a good way crazy. Feria manages to break the spell and can use her powers. To this, the king is like, yeah, Tamlin, by the way, I also made a bargain with Yante, who is sick of high priestesses being under high lords. And then he brings the sisters of Feyre. So like Yanthe gave him, like gave him the sisters, like Feyre's sisters. So like she can attack him. He's like, I'm going to turn them into high fate to see if the cauldron works properly. I must remind you, Nessa and Elaine hate the fake folk the fake folk. Mostly Nessa who was like an iron wheel and remember like in the previous book she was like Tamlin was not even able to glamour her. Tamlin finally is like fuck and he tries to intervene but no one can. They throw Elaine first and she comes out as Faye. Lucian goes to aid her. They then drop Nesta and as soon as she comes out Feria feels she's different as if the cauldron had to put more in her because of her iron will and her inner fight not to become a Faye. I bet she's gonna be super powerful too and well she goes to Elaine and tells Lucian to fuck off and Lucian is like that's my mate. So Elaine is Lucian's mate. And if you think these were not plot twists enough at the end of the fucking book, wait, there are some more. So Feyre realizes she does not have many options. So she sends a message through her bond to Reese to follow her lead and escape with her sisters. So she pretends she breaks free from Reese's spell and goes like, Tumbling, my dear Tumbling, take me home. And then she prays uh, like, and implores to the king to break her bond slash bargaining with reason and to break her mating bond too and so he does and the tattoo disappears and they are all super distracted with this show Pharaoh is pulling off that they do not see her friends and sisters ex escape and then the king is like wait in the book and she's like oopsie your mistake I guess reason escaped with it and then we have chapter, a chapter from Reason's point of view. They arrive at Velaris. They are all hurt. Amran is like, where is Feyre? What the fuck? Go look for her, Reason. Why did you let them take her to the spring fucking court? He explains that the king did not break the mating bond. That he, was just, that he just broke the bargain. So they still have their mating bond. She is going to be their spy there. And they are going to destroy them from within. Amran is still there. Like, what the fuck? She's your mate, not your spy freaking recent and he's like well actually she's the one who decided and who am i to stop her the high lady of the night court and they're all like what the fuck and he's like yeah so last night we did a ritual with a priestess she's not my wife not my concert she's gonna reign alongside me not behind me so yeah your high lady is there and she's doing it for you for her people and everyone is shook and super happy because there are no high ladies as tamlin said at the beginning they just make women their wives were concerts and i was like look at my man recent tamlin could never well more like will never 
And well, the last chapter is narrated by Feyre. She's pretending to be so in love with Tamlin. She's like, I am so happy to be back, but this time don't give me away. I want to be part of the council and help you. I still remember some stuff from the night court. I can help and we'll find a way to get my sisters back. And good old stupid Tamlin believes her. He's like, yeah, my love, I am so sorry for what happened. And Lucian is just there observing her and not believing her one bit. And Feyre is like, dumb, stupid Tamlin. He doesn't know he just let the high lady of the night court into his home and I am going to destroy him, hopefully. Lucian will help me to, because he's my sister's mate. So, <laughs> and I was like, yes, you go girl, destroy that motherfucker. And well, the end. What an ending. Oh my gosh, guys, what an ending. Chef's kiss, plot twist after plot twist after plot twist at the end. I didn't see them coming. I was like, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? Oh my gosh, amazing. Now, time for my overall opinion. If it was not clear enough already, I love this book. The first part was a little bit slow, but once Feyre joins Recent, the book starts to get so, so good. The new characters are amazing. Recent's inner circle is amazing. I love how the author took the time to give us part of their backstories. I also love the slow burn romance between Recent and Feyre. It was so, so good. If you haven't read the books, I recommend you to at least read this one. The first one with my podcast is enough, but this one, guys, it is amazing. I swear. Chapter 54. Oh my gosh, the feels. Recent, my baby. I love him so much. The love story guys and how fairy starts to heal next to him and starts painting again and then he makes her his high lady oh my gosh i can't i also love that they visited the summer court i wish in the next ones we get to see the other courts and while the spicy scenes were also really good chapter 55 following the masterpiece of chapter 54 what a good combo. And well, the end of the book, guys. What an ending. The ending was so cool that I straight up gave this book a 5 out of 5 stars. Yeah, it is the first time I gave a book 5 stars in my show. And yeah, it was a book that has a lot of smut. I know many people think a book with a lot of smut can be as a good book because of it. But I think that is stupid. Let's stop stigmatizing sex. Sex is just sex, guys. This book is amazing. You should all read it because Freyra is badass and Risen is the newest love of my life. And with that, it's time to finally say goodbye. But before leaving, don't forget to share, rate, and subscribe to my podcast if you're enjoying it. Mostly in, in, on iTunes, please give me five stars if you're enjoying me talking and fangirling about books. That'll really, really help me. And with that, I'll leave you. I'll see you all next week with the retelling of Kingdom of the the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco.